Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome. Amanda Grace here. Hello to everybody jumping on right now. Welcome to everybody watching in the United States and around the world. We actually had people from like South Africa and like the other part of the world on last night. It was amazing. So last time we were on, we saw that. So welcome to all of you coming on. Hello to our moderators. They do such a wonderful job, our moderators and our Ark of Grace team. Thank you for helping us do what we do for the Lord. We, this is Grace Out Loud. So I have the co-host with the most, Marty Grisham, who is about to come in, and we are about to get started. Hey, Amanda, how are you today? Hey, whole world. Hello, world. Yes, hello, world. Hello, and world. Sadie is hiding right there under oh, the chair. So there's, yes. yep, there she is. She just moved. Yep. Sadie is in the building. Sadie's in the building, and I have about five rubber chickens on the floor. So, I, I, yes, I, I saw, God. yes. I, I did see you have a gaggle there. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so you want to open up in prayer? Yeah, that sounds and great. Get started. Great. Yes. Okay. Father God, we just thank you. Mo We just thank you. You're faithful. We magnify you and we worship you. There's just nothing like how Jesus restored us to this place where we can just step boldly into your presence, boldly before the throne of grace. We need mercy. We need grace all the time. And that's where we find it, just stepping in and talking with you. So we thank you. We thank you for the access that we've been given through Jesus to you. We thank you for the name of Jesus, which has yes, empowered Lord. us, which Indeed. brings us in the body of Christ yes. and causes us to be able to stand and thank rise you, up Lord. and take our place thank in that you, name. Lord. And we thank you for the blood. Oh, that's the open door that yes, just we can Lord. access yes, to you, access the things of the Holy Spirit, access the things of the New Testament church, our in Christ, in him realities, the true nature of who who we've now become because of the blood of Jesus. So we thank you, Father, for this show today. And Father, I pray for Amanda, Chris, the whole Ark of Grace. I pray for those loudmouth prayer family that we have here. Father, we just pray protection. We thank you for divine protection. That a thousand might fall at our side, even at our right hand. We could see the reward of the wicked, but it's not going to touch us. We're going to walk in you. And as you showed me one time, you, Holy Spirit, are the one that wraps yourself around us. You're just really become the hedge in our life. So we thank you that we have a fellowship with you. We have an intimacy with you. We have a walk in the cool of the day with you. We've been restored back to what we lost at one time. Thank you, Jesus, for allowing us to access the Father. Thank you, Jesus, for restoring what mankind had lost. Humanity lost it, but divinity came and handed it back to us. And so we walk in it. We take it. We receive it. We talk it today, and yes. I thank you for a good show that the eyes of the hearers and the hearts of the hearers would be not just opened, but be injected with the truths today in the precious name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father God, we just praise you. Father God, we come to you in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, humbly but boldly to the throne of grace, Father. Lord, we humble ourselves before you this day, Lord. We acknowledge you sent your son, Jesus Christ, the Passover lamb to the earth. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He died for our sins at Calvary. He purchased us with the highest price, the shedding of his own blood. And we praise you, Father God. He is ruling and reigning forevermore at the right hand of the father. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He is our advocate before your throne. 
And we honor that, Lord, before you this day. Father, we invite your presence in the name of Jesus Christ, the presence of Ruach Elohim, the spirit of the living God, and the presence of the Holy Spirit, Lord, the Ruach HaKadosh, Lord, to fill this place, to fill where we are, Lord, that your power would move and go forth, that the weight of your glory would fall, that your presence would be evident, Lord, that you would lead and guide us in all wisdom, counsel, might, power, and the reverential fear of the Lord. By the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, by the spirit of the one true living God, may only the truth and power of almighty God with authority, Lord, now come forth in Jesus' name, Lord. Let your words be spoken, Father God. Let us be a living letter, Lord, read by all men, Father God, for you are the potter. We are merely the clay. Without your breath of life in us, Lord, we don't have life. You are the author and finisher of our faith, Father God. Lord, you, you repair the broken down places, Father God. You rebuild us. You mold us, Father God, as vessels for your glory. Lord, fill us this day that you may be glorified in the name of Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise, Praise God. God. Praise God. You know what I wanted to say too, Marty? Yes, yes. Well, at sundown today is Hanukkah. Oh. Right at sundown. Uh, and we just wanted to say to our Jewish brothers and sisters, Hag Samiach, Happy Hanukkah to our Jewish brothers and sisters. Yes. Celebrate with you, and we love you. Uh, and so we just wanted to bless you. Yes, we love in you. We pray Lord. for you. We bless you in the name of Almighty God. Isn't God good? Hallelujah. Yes, he is. So, yes, Happy Hanukkah. Praise God. Praise God. Okay, I have a menorah. It's going up. Oh, great. Yep, I did not have actually. a menorah. Yeah, we have it. So it's going to be, it's being lit. Me and Chris are, are doing that. Yes, we are Very doing good. that together. Uh, and you, so that's, you put that in the window. You, you can put it in the window. Um, you, you know, you could put it, you know, you know, in a place where everybody's going to see it in yeah, your house. Good. You know, you could do that also, good. but yes. So exciting. Very Praise exciting. God. Praise God. Okay, Marty. So okay. I know we have a picture. Ooh, we have a yes, couple of captions be this before we get into some heavy duty stuff today. It's that I be think heavy duty today. It's going to be heavy duty and you you are going to find it fascinating, all of you who are watching. So, yes. so, so stay tuned for this. But we're going to do caption this very fast. And I know I have a picture. And Marty has props. So we'll see. <laughs> I always have props. I have a picture. Marty has props. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we'll put up the picture. Hey, oh. that, <laughs> that is Chris. Those are his boots. That's but, that's perfect. Uh-huh. <clears throat> you know, what do you think, Marty? I just think Chris is saying, who did it? Who did it? <laughs> like, who's guilty? Cyrus is looking like I didn't do it. And, and neither Chester one are making eye contact. at Cyrus like, oh, yes, you did. <laughs> so who did it? Like, and neither one are going to look at him. Instead of the lion and the lamb, you have the shepherd and the feline. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yep. Laying together in harmony. And there's yes. Chris in the middle of it. Yep. Chris always has to get himself in the middle somehow. Yeah. Of the pictures. Chris just that. like pops up in cameos and all sorts of things. I can see that. Yep. You have another one? Do we have another one or no? Oh, there it is. There's Who's Toby. That? That's that? Toby. Toby. Yeah. Wow. So as you can see, Toby's feeling much better from his surgery. Yes. And, uh, he was snuggled up in his, in his red Christmas blanket last night. It looks like a, uh, look like a little Santa, Santa puppy, little Santa Toby. <laughs> Santa <red>. paws. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Santa paws. Yeah. <laughs> 
with his one ear. Well, he's got such big ears. I'm glad Toby's doing better. Suze. He's walking around. He's moving pretty he's, good. Well, he's going up and down stairs now. The staples are going to get removed soon. Good. This, this vet did an amazing job. Good. Amazing. Good. So, so praise God. He's on the mend. Awesome. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's a fighter, that Toby. I tell you. Oh, he is. He's a yeah. pistol. He's got some yeah. personality on him. He's that one. a handful. He is. He's Toby a chip off of is. the old Chris. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Marty. Yes. Oh, yeah. you know what, Amanda? Yes. Today, I mean, not long from now, like probably like a week from now, actually literally one week from now, if I okay. think about this correctly, yes, one week correct. from right now, we're going to be together. You and Chris, Jenny uh -huh. and I, a lot of our uh, Ark of Grace friends, a lot of my prayer friends, we are going to be um, in California and we're going to be together at the event the night before. So yes. at night, the Thursday night of January the 14th, starting around five o'clock, there's going to be oh, a it, wait, Is it January or December? Oh, I'm so sorry. December. <laughs> I, we have got so many events that we're planning right now. We have so many things. Our whole month okay. of January is busy. So, yeah. yes, one week from right now at night, December the 14th. Oh, thank you, Amanda, so much. We're going to be together. All of us going to be together. And we're actually going to be hopping up on the stage, like really close to right now, and getting up and having about an hour and a half, two-hour prayer time. Loudmouth Prayer Nation, California. So thank you for coming and joining us, coming early and joining us for that. And then we're going to have a wonderful two days of the full long days. And we tell you they're long days, but they're glorious. They we yeah. get to spend time with you guys, the listeners. We get to spend time. Amanda, Jenny, and I, and Chris, we actually pray over you. We spend time with you, talking with you. So it's a great honor to be able to be with you very soon. But we do have a video I wanted to show. Okay. Let's roll. There you go. So you can see we're coming together. A lot of us just come together in unity and we're going to lead the people of California. Amanda, I have to say they're so hungry for a move of God. They're so hungry for the things of God. I'm really believing when, when Jenny and I and you and Chris, yeah. when we're there bringing our supply, I do believe it's going to be a jump start and a kickstart for some wonderful things happening in that state. So, Praise God. It yeah. needs, you know, California and New York, I call them the two bookends, right, of the United States yeah, of America. You have similar territorial spirits in both, okay? So when you see rumblings in one, you have to look to the other. Yeah. Okay? And right now, New York is ripe to be turned over. Yeah. Is ripe to be turned over. I played the clip, Marty. Bronx, New York, the bluest of the blue areas. They news uh, Newsmax went on the streets. They are going, nope, we're voting for Trump. We're done with Biden. This is the blue. This is AOC's district. And really? Happening. It, 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 it's amazing to watch, but you see the rumblings and the ripening for New York to be turned wow. over. So therefore, California 
You look to California then to be yeah. next. The two bookends. Yeah, two bookends. So yeah. Praise yeah. God. Praise God. Praise God. It is so it is it is so interesting um how we're called to help and do the things that we do. Yes. And uh, that we're actually going there and we're going to have a time of prayer there together. And so what we're going to do as far as our ministry, what the, what the Lord has called Lama Prayer to do. Jenny and I, you know, the Lord dealt with us two, two and a half years ago to go to 20 cities throughout the U.S. And we're doing this in multiple cities now. And what we're doing is we're going there. We're starting core prayer groups yes. where Jenny and I actually right. pray with them live online every week. Well, we're going to do that in California. So when we're there, we already have a sign up for this. And uh, and then we'll bring that sign up there. People can sign up to just join our core prayer group. So once a week, yeah. I'll be live right here on this computer, right here on this screen. We'll be live together praying for the state of California. So that's something that we're kicking off there. That then turns over into larger prayer meetings, turns over uh -huh. into a lot more of our friends and guests come in joining us. And then that moves over to big, powerful healing revivals. The same thing we've been doing in Tulsa, we're bringing that to California and we'll have large healing crusades all throughout the state. So that's praise the God. direction we're going. And that's why we're starting this Live My Prayer Nation, California. So praise God. Well, 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 Toby came in just in time oh. to hear about core prayer groups. Maybe, you know what Chris calls Toby and Missy and and Cyrus, oh my gosh, Chris, if I say this publicly, you're Sign probably, probably going to get railroaded for this, but that's okay. In the morning, right? Because you're talking about core prayer groups across the nation. Yeah, yeah. I hear in the kitchen going, the puppies of America. They <laughs> make up oh. this song, the puppies of America, as they're marching yes. through the kitchen. And I go, I'm in the twilight zone. He's, a, he's got a beautiful I'm singing voice. zone, help me. <laughs> The puppies yep. of America. The puppies of America. Your kitchen so, is America. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. The is <laughs> apparently so. Small Hallelujah. country. Population two. Very, okay. very small. All right. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, now, Amanda, it's been a while since we've done a show, but I believe in the last show, you began to move over into some specific topics. Yes. And then you said, Marty, this is where we should go and we should talk about some the next show. And so uh, along the lines of Pythos. Yes. And so I just wanted us to kick off there and you jump into the revelation and the things of God's word that you've been seeing, what God's been dealing with you. Because what's beautiful about this is when we get this insight, this yes. revelation, this spiritual understanding, many times it's about a problem. And but the last thing we ever want to do is we ever just want to spend all of our time revealing problems because God and his word and by his spirit shows us yes. solutions so we expose a problem and then we bring the solution so i think we're going to have a really amazing show today i have some things concerning prayer that i want to kind of cover as well so okay well Good. praise the lord well i'll tell you something very interesting about act 16 okay, okay. so I'll, I'll hit that first and then we can we can go from there but in act 16 uh, verses 16 through 35, but I'm only really going to go to uh, verse 16 to 20, really. But okay. the whole account is 16 through 35. We see this in operation where Paul was in this area was filled with witchcraft, filled with pagan temples, right? Wow. Um, this, this is how they believed in this area, right? And so in Acts 16... Starting in verse 16, Paul has an encounter. 
Now, you have to understand, the Oracle at Delphi was in this area. And the Oracle at Delphi, right, was in that they called it the navel of the earth, right? And 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 leaders would come to this Oracle and she would, you know, get up into a frenzy. It was always a woman and and give prophecy, but it was from demons. It was not obviously from Almighty God. Okay. And so Pythos was known to guard that oracle. Wow. That spirit of Pythos was in the area area guarding it. And then apparently you know, there, there was squabbling, uh, you know, amongst these territorial spirits. So in Acts 16, it says, starting in verse 16, it happened that as we were going to the place of prayer, so they're trying, what are they trying to do? They're trying to get to a place of prayer. What are we trying to do in this nation right now? We're trying to move yeah. towards that place of yeah. prayer and reconsecration as a nation to the Lord. Because every great revival that's ever come was birthed through prayer. Yeah, Amen. Okay. So it happened as as they, as they were going to a place of prayer, a slave woman. Now it's interesting. It's a slave woman because mm. divination, witchcraft and Controlled. bondage all go together in a happy little package. Okay. Yeah. A slave woman who had a spirit of divination met us, who was bringing great profit to her masters by uh -oh. fortune telling. She followed Paul and us and cried out repeatedly saying, these men are bond servants of the most high God who are proclaiming to you a way, not the way, a way we have to, of salvation. Now she continued doing this for many days, but Paul was greatly annoyed. Paul seemed a bit oily anyway, in general. He was he annoyed was a lot. <laughs> I mean, you know, he was beaten, shipwrecked, snake bit. Exactly. Yeah, he had a right to be ornery. You're right. Okay. But Paul greatly annoyed and he turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And mm -hmm. it came out at that very moment. But when her master saw that their hope of profit was suddenly gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the authorities. Mm -hmm. And when they had brought them to the chief magistrates, to the judges, they said, these men Jews, as they are, are causing our city trouble. Now, isn't that interesting? You know why? Because back in... What it's either first Kings or second Kings when Sam, when Ahab and Elijah finally have that face-to-face -face meeting after it hadn't rained for like three and a half years, yeah. he says, Ahab says to Elijah, is that you? Oh, troubler of Israel. Because, because <laughs> the enemy's always going to try to deflect onto you yeah. when, so Ahab was really the troubler by sacrificing to Baal caused the whole thing. These men in engaging in, in, in witchcraft and engaging in the occult were really the troublers here, not Paul and Silas. So they, these men are, uh, are Jews. They are causing our city trouble and they are proclaiming customs that are not lawful for us to accept or practice since we are Romans. Now, wow. the interesting part about this is when this girl kept following him saying, these are servants of the most high God. This is being proclaimed in a pagan area. The most high God to them was what? Zeus. So in a way we could look at it, that this demon <laughs> was trying to literally stop the way of salvation by making these people think that Paul and Silas really served Zeus and didn't serve almighty God. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, you look yeah. at it one of two ways. You could look at it that way, or you can look at it as the demon was was right. Kim Clement used to say, "Right words, wrong breath." Yeah, the words may be right, but the breath may be wrong. Yeah. 
Mm. Now the words mm. were partially right because it says proclaim because they're proclaiming to you a way of salvation, not the way. Meaning there's oh there's more than one way. So this demon was trying to be a little crafty, and what he was saying, and Paul realized it was it was going to hurt what they were trying to do in that area. And he cast it out and he sent the whole city into an uproar <laughs> basically <Yeah. laughs> over it and ended up in jail for a moment and then was freed. So this is the kind of temperature that they were dealing with at that time, the spiritual temperature, yeah, yeah. which is kind of similar to what yeah. we're dealing with right now in the United yes. States of America, isn't it, Marty? It, it very much is, Amanda. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I have to say, um, this is really such an interesting, you know, this Acts 16 is so interesting just because that very first scripture, it just really jumps out at you that it yeah. all happened. Now it happened. I'm quoting it now. I'm probably in the new King James because okay. I like new stuff, but now <laughs> it happened as we went to prayer. We've got this problem. We've yes. got this spiritual problem. We've got this witchcraft problem. We got this divination problem. Yeah. And it happened right there when the doors of prayer were being stepped into by these powerful men. And it could be men or women of God. We're not saying gender. We're saying mankind. Yeah. Mankind who has embraced God, become one with him, learned the authority of his name, stepped up, taking care of business, Pro, pro, um, propelling the gospel, going to eat all the world. That's right. And as they go the to do prayer, mm -hmm. well, that's what we're doing. We're going to eat all the world. And if you're not going to all the world, you could be helping fund it and partner with it. And then you're just as much part of it as anyone else is. But going to eat all the world in this time of prayer, this nation, like never before since my life, has there been prayer like it is right now and prayer groups, prayer ministries. Hey, here's one right here. They're jumping up and popping up yeah. everywhere and they're covering the nation. They're covering the world. And so in the middle of all of this, we see that the devil tries to find a foothold. He tries to find some way in because the devil can't stop many times the powerful moving of God. But if he can't, he'll throw a monkey wrench in it. Now, Amanda, I don't really know what a monkey wrench is, but I know you're a professor of animals. So tell us, what is a monkey wrench? <laughs> a monkey wrench means to throw trouble or a problem into okay. a plan. So like, oh, a monkey wrench has been thrown into our plan. It means that there's been something that has disrupted now. Yes. This plan being carried out either in a, a, a time span or carried out at all. That was well done. And my next question was, has anyone used that terminology in the last 40 years, monkey wrench? I don't know. Well, I, I guess here and there, but not, it's been I, sprinkled. It's not like. It must have come out of my spirit because I don't even know what I'm saying over here. So <laughs> praise God, I haven't said that in a really long time, but the devil's trying to stop. If he can't stop the moving of this powerful body of Christ, then he'll try to bring in doctrinal error. He'll try to bring yes, in exactly. excess fanaticism to where some people are like, oh, they're a bunch of weird, crazy, tongue-talking fanatics. They're, they're holy rollers. And he'll try to cause people to think there's wild insanity and extremism where some people don't embrace the fullness of God because they don't want to look weird or whatever. Let me tell you something. In the eyes of God, we all look weird. We all have sinned and fall short of the glory. That's why he had to cram his glory in us. So at the end of the day, sometimes God just wants to mess you up. You know, I talk about God 
he just wants to mess you up sometimes. Have you ever gone to a nice prayer night and all the women leave and the and the mascara was all down their face? That was God's perfect will for that night. He yeah. wants to mess and the men's hair, maybe their toupees on sideways and their shirt <laughs> collars messed up like this. And they're walking out of there and they can hardly walk. Let me tell you, if you haven't been to those services, you need to go to them because that's where God's showing up. He wants to mess you up. That's why he said, I'm not going to fill your cup half full or half empty. I'm going to run it over and mess up the whole dinner table. Your yeah, cup right. runneth over because you're so uptight about you. You won't even let your collar out and begin to allow God to have his way with you. So I don't know where I'm going, my man, but I'm running there hard right now. So go. I could, I can see yeah. that. Praise the Lord. Praise I the know. Lord. But you know, okay. That is, if 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 you look at a cross section, right, of yeah. the church, you have part of it that are, that literally are standing in the way of God having His way, and you know where we can find scriptural reference for this. I'll tell <clears> you. I'm going to get into this more next week when I when I talk about it. But in First Samuel chapter two, it deals with Eli and his two wicked sons. Oh, yeah. Hophni and Phineas. Okay. Uh, 12 through 17. Right. And I, I, I'll read it to you if you want. The sons of Eli, Hophni and Phineas, were worthless men. They did not know nor respect the Lord and the custom of the priests with the people. When any man was offering a sacrifice, the priest servant would come while the meat was boiling with a three pronged fork in his hand. Then he would thrust it into the pan or the kettle or cauldron or pot. Everything that the fork brought up, the priest would take for himself. This is what they did in Shiloh to all uh, the Israelites who came there. Also, before they burned the fat, the priest servant would come and say to the man who was sacrificing, give the priest meat to roast, since he will not accept boiled meat from you, only raw. If the man said to him, certainly they are to burn the fat first, because that was considered the most like, the most coveted part of the animal, right? Was, was the fat. Yeah. So they give it to God. And then you may take as much as you want. So let us burn, let's give the offering to God first. And then you take what you want. Then the priest servant would say, this is Hophni and Phinehas. No, you shall give it to me now or I will take it by force. Wow. So wow. the sin of the two young men mm. was very great before the Lord for the men treated the offering of the Lord disrespectfully. It also made people despise coming to give to the Lord yeah. is what it did. Yeah. Wow. There's a lot in that. There's a lot in that. Yeah. And it, I hear the same thing that we were just kind of covering. Mm -hmm. How can the devil mess up? the move of God Yeah. here in Acts 16, 16, the move of God has begun because the men and women of God have begun to pray and the devil brings in a demon, brings in a doctrine that's off, yeah. brings in something. And we see pride. We see control through those two sons want to come in and say, we want it our way. So right now I'm doing a, a, a 30 days to say, now, one year ago, when I started a, a daily show, Clay Clark yeah. called me and said, Marty, I believe you should do something every day. I jumped in on December the 2nd of last year and started 30 days to pray. Right now, exactly one year later, I'm doing 30 days to say. And so we're in, I think we just had day six or seven, five or six. Yeah. And so and in that, we're meditating the word, confessing the word, and it was just getting people to speak God's word over their life on different topics for every day.
So it's been really good. So go to loudmouthprayer.org. Join us on Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble, looking for Loudmouth Prayer, and you can jump in this 30-day cycle that we're doing, building yourself up. Now, in all of that, what we're finding is God's trying to find, the, the enemy's trying to find ways to stop us from this moving forward, because we have momentum right now, Amanda. Well, yes. we have a men in the. We've seen it just in the Reawaken America tour. How it started much political, and now it's even turned more towards God over and over. God yes. is coming through yes. healings and miracles, powerful times of prayer, and we see this all across the board, even yes. in many churches today. And so, what we're looking for, and we want to stay looking for, is yes. staying in the spirit of prayer. And stopping the enemy anytime he tries to come in and put a monkey wrench, like this demonic situation here, like pride that rose up in these two sons. Yes. Oh, it it was most definitely pride. And Eli ignored it. Wow. So Eli ignored for a while. Then he tried to give a very superficial rebuke. Yeah. And then let them continue. But what they were really doing is saying, I want to take what's God's. I'm taking what's God's for myself and I'm going to do it through nefarious means Mm -hmm. and I'm going to do it through manipulation and I'm going to do it through intimidating the people and I'm going to use my position real because Samuel remembers being raised up in the middle of this. Oh, wow. So, you know, that is in a way you, a, 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 a foreshadowing of Jesus and the Pharisees. Samuel, yeah, this is a foreshadowing of that. And it's also shows in a way what we're dealing with today in the church. You have so many Hophni and Phineases running around and guess what the Lord is doing? He's bringing up Samuels in the middle of it because they're not doing their job. Yeah. They're not doing their job. You know what I mean? It's like strange fire at the altar. It's, it's disorder. It's disrespect. They don't know him. It said, it said in 1 Samuel 2, Hophni and Phinehas did not know the Lord. And to know biblically in that sense in the wow. Old Testament means intimacy. Wow. They had no intimate relationship with the Lord. Here they are at, as priests trying to oversee these sacred sacrifices. You know, what's sacred to God, right? What's holy to God is these sacrifices. And they don't know him. Mm. They don't dare at the altar and they don't know him. And you know what happened because of that? God destroyed them. Hmm. He did. He destroyed them and he raised up Samuel instead. Wow. So <clears throat> just recently in one of my shows, I covered this. I think it'd be a really good place. And this will actually, I was alluding to a while ago, but I lost my thought. I've got it back. So the prayer of consecration over a hundred, close to 130 times. The prayer of consecration is in the new Testament. It is the most used word of prayer because there's types of prayer. Ephesians 6.18 saying said Ephesians 6.18 said praying with praying always with all prayer, meaning all types or all kinds of differing types of prayer. Well, one type of prayer is a prayer of faith, authority, prayer of worship, prayer of agreement. You got a prayer of petition. You have prayer of consecration. And we teach all these. The prayer of consecration is the number one prayer. I've been mentioning that a lot over the last half year because I believe that's where we are in a body yeah. endeavoring to, we need to consecrate every day. So that's what we're doing with this 20, this 30 days to say series. Every morning we're starting with the prayer of consecration. Now the word consecration in the Greek, and I ask you to forgive me because it's Greek to me. 
Okay, that joke never gets old. It's Greek to me, but it's prosukamai. So that's the okay. Greek word. It's kind of really close to prosukamai. It's made from two words, pros and ukamai, or, you know, pretty close. Pros means together, close, union. Ukamai means to vow, to pray, to petition almost, to request, to ask of God. So we see prosukamai, those two words coming together, is we're praying or vowing or we're seeking God to be closer to him. Here's what's crazy about this. In John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Pros is that word with. In the beginning was the word and the word was the Greek pros, pros okay. with, with. So we see when we pray the prayer, and so that with there was talking about the union between the Father and the Son. Yes. The Word was with God. Jesus, the Son, was with God. Oh, there he is. Hey, brother. Lysis. Yeah. <laughs> oh, beloved, how handsome thou art. I <laughs> know you. As no, a you. <laughs> is it cold outside? Yes, I can. Look, he writes me a note. Oh, and he brings it to you. He writes Good. me a note and he brings it to me. Yep. Chris in California, I want to hear about this wonderful song of dogs. I'm really excited about some dog song you're singing. It's really. Oh, really? Yeah. It's it's not true. Okay, it's I not, believe you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's yeah. not true. It's me, please. <laughs> it's not true. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it over dinner. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> nice, you shoot. I know people. Yeah, it's good you. to see you. All of okay. Uh, see you later. Okay. It's all right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's thanks. all right. Yes, yes. <laughs> Crisis. Thank you. Bless you, beloved. And there's Chris <laughs> with his cameo because he needs something. <laughs> yeah, he needs something. Yeah. He, he wrote you a note and then he came in. Wrote me a note, put it on the desk. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Okay. So. That word pros in prosukamai was the word with that it talked about the union of Jesus and the Father. Mm -hmm. So when we pray the word, when we pray the prayer of consecration, we are praying that yes. we will vow and come near to the Father in the same relation that Jesus and the Father did. Yes. The prayer of consecration is just what he prayed in the garden. Father, not my will, but yours be done. I'm emptying me of me to become more of you. Now real quickly, because I want you to talk. I say all that to say we have to empty of us. And that's what happened with those two sons. Yeah. They were so about them. Probably the demonic moved in for sure the way oh, they yeah. were acting. Yes. But just pride itself that they wanted to be in control, that they put themselves higher in their eyes than they put God. And that's a major problem. You know, they thought because Eli was their father. Yeah. They were untouchable, mm. kind of like a, a certain um, seat warmer uh, president in this nation had had one son now that passed, but the other thought he was untouchable yeah, because of the father's position. Yeah, yeah. So Hophni and Phineas thought they were, you know, not going to be, you know, called to the carpet because of their father, Eli. And it's interesting because the Lord didn't approve of how Eli handled it. Because really, his son should have been removed from the priest position. Period. 
but he gave grace for Eli to raise up Samuel. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. You know, here's an interesting point that you and I've never talked about. What yeah. happens when a minister misses it? Because there's always a lot in the, in the, in the, you know, the news and this, what happens when a minister misses it? Are they um, kicked out of ministry forever? Well, you know, I'm thinking the head of the church is the one that makes that decision. Well, the Lord ultimately, yes. Yeah, Jesus himself. Yeah. But I have to say, though, when someone misses it in an area sexually or they miss it in some area, you know, I believe it's really essential for them to be taken of their position, step down, and have a period and a time of accountability and restoration. I believe you would think the exact same thing. I agree. Um, so we're just saying, if you ever see things like that happen, God doesn't just throw people away because of sin or every single one of us be, would be thrown away. So let's have a little mercy and a little grace. You know, when you sow mercy and grace into the life of someone else, you're actually sowing seed that you might need tomorrow to reap for you. You might need mercy and grace tomorrow. So when we see a minister or a person miss it, and I'm not talking about the president you're talking about a while ago, yeah. <laughs> I'm specifically talking about ministers because you and I are yes. ordained ministers and we can speak on their behalf. Mm -hmm. Let's sow some mercy and some grace into them. Let's not judge them with our mouth. Let God be God. If anything, we're to pray for them. And if God wants to restore them and put them back at a place, let it be his choice, not ours. Well, it is ultimately the Lord's choice. You know, yeah. you do what you're, you, you be about the Lord's business that the Lord wants you to be about. Yeah. He deals with others that are not supposed to do what they're supposed to do. He dealt with Hophni and Phineas himself. Yes, exactly. God dealt with them himself. <clears throat> God yeah. ultimately dealt with Saul himself. Yeah. God will deal with them himself, <clears throat> especially if they're in defiance, if they defiantly want to keep going in the way they're going. There's a difference between making a mistake. And then you wanting to be restored and, and do that groundwork and that process with the Lord and somebody that wants to keep going in defiance. And the Lord discerns the difference. The Lord is the one who discerns the difference in their heart, what they're doing. Yeah. And so it's up to us just to be watchmen and to pray. And the yeah. Lord will deal with that. The Lord deals yeah. with those people ultimately. Yeah. Um, we're kind of going there a little bit. So I was just going to bring up um, in Acts 5. Ananias and Sapphira, we saw what happened yes. with them. Now that brings up a lot of questions because a lot of time, you know, different groups of Christians are like, that's too deep to look into. We don't even know how this happened. You know, this happened, Peter rose up and they basically, you know, fell over dead. The husband, then the wife. Well, I think it was in that order. The one thing, the only thing I want to bring out, so honestly, you can go to Acts um, Acts 5 and you can read that chapter and you can okay. learn a lot of good stuff. Well, verse 1 through 11, you can see that story of what happened with Ananias and Sapphira. But the point I want to bring out about them is because we're moving to the place that that happened in. That happened right after the explosion in Acts 2 and 3 and 4 where the church came together in this great unity, there was this great outpouring yes. of grace. It literally says in Acts 3 and 4, there was this great outpouring of grace upon the apostles to walk in the power and in the glory of God. And so we see this chapter being right after that. There's a very heightened level of the presence of God, of the outpouring of the glory of God, 
Yes. That's why judgment was so swift on these two, because the higher the realm of his presence, the less time touches us. Time is much more in our world than in his. And when the more his presence shows up in your prayer time, mm -hmm. you'll pray for two hours and you'll think it's 10 minutes. Jenny and I were in a meeting the other day where the glory was there. I honestly, seriously thought it was 30 minutes. I looked at my clock and we got there at, at 10. It was noon. Two hours had gone by. I really thought 25, 30 minutes at the most. But the presence of God was so strong and so glorious. It yeah. collapses. It kind of annihilates time. You get caught up with him. That's what happened in Acts 5. There was a heightened level. Now, Peter is walking at this powerful powerful position because we saw in Acts 3 and 4, he is preaching it and bringing it. So he's at this extremely glorious level yes, walking yes. in God. And so we see that's why he operated this. So for all of us who were praying in the rain, praying in the latter rain, praying and asking for Joel's prophecy of our sons and daughters prophesying, right. we're looking yeah. for the great harvest. You're going to be seeing this happening in the great harvest where there'll yeah. be swifter judgment by the hand of God. He's the judge, not us. There'll be a swifter outpouring of him in those times where he needs to make corrections and adjustments. He'll do in a day what he took 10 years or a, or a week or a yeah. month or a year to do in the past. It's because of a heightened level of his presence. Amen. It is. Yeah. And Good. so we have to walk circumspectly <clears throat> yeah. before the Lord, which means carefully. Humbly. He is almighty God. Mm, yeah. There has to be that reverence there. Reverence, you see, reverence has Fear. been stripped out of a lot of the church, a good part of it, not all of it, but reverence, true reverence for God and who he is, you know, and, and that the earth is his footstool. That has been lost in the translation of whitewashing conviction yeah. And whitewashing correction and whitewashing the process we really should be going through before God gives us anything that people want to leapfrog right over because they think they can handle it and they can't. Yeah, yeah. That all has been stripped from the church. Yeah. And that has to come back in for restoration. All of that's got to come back in now. The church has to welcome that back in. They have to want it. You see... Yeah. In, in the book of Ezra, Ezra rallied the people to want this, to want to reconsecrate themselves to the Lord, to want to reverentially walk before the Lord, to want to walk in his ways. Ezra rallied the people to do this. He was raised up during that time to do just this. Uh, and so this is the, you know, it's interesting because valleys and the Lord, this shot out of my mouth from the Lord the other day. Um, I was talking to some, some people after church and I said to them, valleys are meant for decisions. That's why you go to a valley. That's why you find yourself in a valley because God is allowing it. So you make a decision, you see it, yeah, it, yeah. it's, and so valleys are meant for decisions. And so we Good. as a nation right now, and as the church are in the valley. It's meant for a decision and we have to make a decision. That's why they call it the Valley of decision. Wow. It's good. That's what it's meant for. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When David says, though, I walk through the Valley in Psalm 23 of the shadow of death. 
right? So he's aware where he is. I will fear no evil for you, O Lord, are with me. So he knows. See, he's made the decision. I'm in the valley, but I know the Lord is with me. So I'm making the decision right now that I am going in the ways of God. I'm in the valley. I've made the decision. I know um, the shadow of death is there, but I will fear no evil. That's his decision. That's his decision right there. He made yeah. the decision in Psalm 23. And then it goes on to, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So once you make the decision, then the table is prepared. You see? Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting because here we have Acts 18. I mean, yeah. Acts 16. We have this moment in time where prayer is beginning, move of God is growing and strong. And here we are in the church today, and we have the demonic step in, beautiful picture, not beautiful, but the demonic steps in because the devil's thrown a monkey wrench. And then you brought out perfectly the his sons, Eli's sons, and how they ended up probably, it seems to me like they were being influenced by the demonic, but it just seemed like it was birthed just out of their ability to want to be untouchable to have pride, to not be humble, to, to, to walk humbly before God. Yes. So the one of the most powerful nights of the prophetic I've ever had was, I've told the story probably, I've even read this probably, but it's perfect timing to re bring this again. Um, one of the most powerful times I've ever had, which I've had a few that were really powerful, but this is the one where he gave me so much revelation about the church today. And the Lord moved on me and I just began to speak and I was recording. And these are the words I spoke. Subtle, subtle, subtle. Do not be fooled by the subtlety of pride. I want you to know it is a very dark spirit. That's a demonic spirit. The very reason for the fall, the great fall in the very beginning was because of this deep, deep, significant word, deep darkness of that pride spirit. There's something about the darkness of pride. <clears throat> Those that latch a hold of that darkness are to be exposed in their thinking more in this hour than ever before. Mm. I, um, it does not mean that they are dark. It just means they've allowed that darkness of pride in their thinking. For pride has infiltrated it in its way into many, deeper, deeper into many, and it has blinded their eyes. It blinds their eyes from the truth. So in the middle of this entire movement of truth, this is basically what we're talking about. We're talking about we're the, with Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We're moving over to this great uh, this great movement. G Satan is throwing in all the monkey wrenches he can, and one of yes. the biggest ones is pride. Yes. In the middle of this entire movement of truth, the greatest truth, the Lord said, they're blinded from. So he said in the middle of this Powerful movement of truth. The greatest truth people aren't even seeing. And then he says what the truth is. That light and glory comes from emptying yourself and being no one. <clears throat> now, man, I'm going to tell you something. You and I have had a, an honor and a privilege to travel, speak, minister, to be a part of the Reawaken America Tour. Yes. And the Reawaken America Tour the hand of God has been on it. It's been a blessing. I know it's it's been big for our ministry. Of course, we knew Clay four years yeah. before it ever started. So that's where we were in it from the very beginning with Clay. It's been great for your ministry. So many other people have gotten God has allowed platforms to be birthed. But at the end of the day, 
what happens a lot of time when you see these great movements is pride pops up in things. And we've seen, we've seen where the leadership of the reawaken has literally had to say, you're no longer invited. You're no longer invited. You can't come anymore because darkness starts popping up because Satan's throwing monkey wrenches. Yeah. And you and I know there are people that have popped up and, and they've said, sorry, you're not invited anymore because you're stirring darkness, strife, division, all of the works of the enemy. And so it's interesting, right? But he goes on to say, everyone that tries to make something of themselves has that darkness. And many are in different levels and different layers, but everyone. So not everyone is a full-blown, you know, they're wrapped up in the demonic. Pride is super subtle, subtle, subtle. It worked its way into the thinking of Eli's son. They gave heed to it. It blew up into this more powerful movement in their life where they literally were trying to overrule God. So what I wanted to say, a final note for me is we're coming to the last, the last three hours of this time together. Okay. That's a bad joke. Many times when we pray, we're wrapping up what we want too much in that prayer. We're taking something that we want and we're plugging it into God. Now I'm not saying we're not, he doesn't offer us what we want. And I'm not saying he doesn't offer us the desires of our heart. I am one of the first ones to teach and preach and encourage you to do that. But I'm talking the subtlety of pride will cause us sometimes to pray our will, not his will. And we won't even come to him humbly and ask him his will. You know, you can pray over your loved ones and your children and your family, and you can pray over your job. Your, you can pray over other people close to you. Your heart is really for them, but you could pray a prideful prayer, and it has the hint of usurping and witchcraft wrapped up in it because the pride so subtly allows darkness in the prayer. I'm not meaning to try to tell you every prayer is witchcraft. I'm just saying, here's the instruction of how we do this the right way. When we pray, we go to him with the prayer of consecration and we'd make that union with him. And we say, not our will in this situation, but yours be done. Instruct me on how to pray. And then you begin to pray what's in your heart, but stay insensitive to him where he can move in and adjust you right in the middle of the prayer. This Amanda is called, it's very simply, spirit-led prayer. Led by the spirit of God, we're following him and be with his promptings in our spirit, and we begin to pray what we want. And Amanda, you know, that's how beautiful it is that we can pray in tongues. Yes. We literally override our yes, will. Exactly. That's why it's so important. I'll tell you a couple things. Yeah. Pride, in a way, is the antithesis yeah. of the faith is like a mustard seed. And why do I say that? Because it comes in so small yeah. and subtle and then can grow into something really enormously problematic. Yeah. Just like faith the size of a mustard seed, right? Mustard seed is the smallest seed grows into one of the largest plants. Okay. So how, how does Satan counterfeit it on the other side? Pride. Pride. Because pride interferes with faith. And, you know, this is why I will tell you every day I say the Lord's prayer. Now, why do I say the Lord's prayer every day? Well, Jesus taught his disciples to pray that way. So I think it's pretty important. It's in there for a good reason. But in that prayer, our father who art in heaven, like acknowledging you're our father and this is where you are, right? 
our father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Praise be to your name, right? Praise comes first. All praise and glory and honor be to your name. We bless the name of the Lord most high. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I love it. Your kingdom come, Lord, and your will be done above all on earth, in our lives as it is in heaven. And then it gets to the give us this day our daily bread, the asking part. So you have to do all those things first. The order of that prayer is so important. People glaze over it. The order of it is crucial. This is why he taught his disciples to pray this way. So they give us this day our daily bread. That's where the asking comes in, right? Give us what we need. Fill us, Lord. This is what we need, right? And forgive us of our trespasses. Why? Because A, we have to ask for forgiveness and we have to forgive those and let go of offense who trespass against us because that becomes a huge stumbling block. And lead us not into temptation, right? Yeah. Pride comes into that category, <clears throat> but deliver us from evil. Yeah. So, you know, I say that every day. Yeah. Every day. Because, because of the order that that prayer is and because of what's in that prayer and thy will be done. Yeah. Above all. <laughs> One more small sentence quote from the Lord in this word that I had that night. He said, my presence has been cut out of the lives of many because of this subtle, dark pride. I have people sometimes, and I'm not saying this is what's wrong with them, but I have people sometimes that reach out to me and say, I don't, I, I, I've been born again. I love God, but I just feel like I'm not anywhere close to him. My mind first and foremost goes to, I wonder how much their world has been wrapped around them, not wrapped around him. Yeah. And it's just something we all have to judge ourselves. We should judge ourselves. The Bible says it all over the place. Matthew seven. I mean, the Bible is all about judgment. <gasps> Marty, that's harsh. No, the Bible's harsh. Wake up. Yeah. Well, okay. he's right. He's right. It is. The Bible, there's a lake of fire for the devil. Okay. There's some harshness going on. Okay. Uh, Jesus said, I saw Satan falling from heaven and hitting the earth like lightning from heaven because yeah. God power punched him. You know, there's some harshness going on. We see in the Old Testament, the hand of God, the spirit of death. We see all kinds of stuff taking place. Listen. There is some harshness. There is some judgment that needs to take place for those that err from God and choose to deny him and put him down. Ananias and Sapphira fell over dead. They fell over in that heightened presence of that moment where the body of Christ was in unity, working together, where we're coming to more and more. There was this immediate judgment. There is judgment today, but it first should start with each and every one of us judging ourselves. Is there, is there, is there humility I need to embrace? Is there pride I need to resist? Because God, God said, I resist the proud yes. and give grace, grace and give humble. myself over to the humble. The reason why many people are not experiencing more of him, they don't even know that they've been wrapped up in some subtleties of pride. So this is just Marty because I love you. And I'm not talking to Amanda. I'm talking to the whole world. Uh, now I, we do a love Amanda, but I'm not preaching to Amanda. I'm sharing this out of the hell on earth I've gone through because Jenny yeah. and I have gone through and I know you have, I have to absolutely. Yes. You will be stripped of pride and crammed into humility. If you consecrate and seek him. 
we've gone through the ringer. I've shared with Amanda before how we've gone through the ringer. She shared with all of America how she has gone through it. She was in a wheelchair for years learning. So the wisdom she shares today wasn't just plopped in her head one day. It was years and years of trial and error and grace of God to help her rise up out of the place she was and become where she is today. So I just want to say, whenever you're taking a lot of time, always talking about you, yours, me, my, and I, it's probably a good note that you are wrapped up too much in you. That's why it says he inhabits the praises of of his his people. people. He can't inhabit those people when they're praising themselves or even belittling themselves. Do you know it's just as much pride to continually talk down on yourself as it is to puff yourself and talk good about yourself? It's just a negative version of it, but it's the same pride because you're making the moment, the day and the time all about about you. Stop it. Make it about his glory, his goodness, his faithfulness, his tender kindness, his loving kindness. Make it about magnifying him. Then you'll suddenly see he'll fill up that presence. And then you'll begin to have these encounters of tangibility, these encounters of the Holy Ghost. You'll begin to have these little tinglings and these tinklings. Okay, not tinkling, but you begin to have these moments where you're feeling and you're sensing God. This is how you get there. He's so right. Praise God. Amen. It, it, it is so true. Yeah. And you cannot forsake the process and jump ahead because you'll fall. For sure. If you leapfrog over that process, you see, restoration is a two-part process. And the first part is the painful part where everything is ripped down to the studs. You ever see a house where they have to rip it down to the studs and all you see are the beams and that's it. And everything else has been torn down and it may look hideous for a moment and it looks bare. But then the second part, then the Lord begins to build it the way he wants it. Not the way you want it. Yeah. The way he wants it. Right. Because we are supposed to be his servants, his vessels, living letters read by all men for his glory. And he begins to build it back the way he wants it and says, "Okay, we're going to put this here. We're going to put this here. And he builds it back up so it is not falling apart and the foundation crumbling. Right. And 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 weak and and and, you know, you know, kind of flimsy and. It's kind of like, you know, when Elijah said to the people at Mount Carmel, how long will you falter between two opinions? Mm. That right? They were looking down on the Valley of Megiddo, you know, where Armageddon's going to happen. They were looking down at that valley. Mm. How long will you falter between two opinions? James, a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Let not that person think they should receive anything from the Lord. Praise God. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Wow. Amen. Well, hallelujah. Well, we should pray for him. We should pray for okay. us and we should pray for everyone. Um, I'll start. I think okay. it works out good. I'll start and you wrap it up with a, okay. a Amanda Grace bow tie. Tie my bow tie. You wrap it up with a tie my bow tie. That's a way to get people praying tongues back in the 70s. <laughs> Did you ever do that? The tie my bow tie, Amanda? No. <laughs> So back, that was the joke back in the charismatic renewal. You know, I kind of came in around 76 or whatever. And uh, gosh, I sound really old. I'm not that old, really. I'm really young, but um, um, not as young as Amanda, but you know, I'm close. <laughs> so um, 
but we used to say, Hey, if you can't speak in tongues, just say Tamabota, Tamabota, Tamabota. <laughs> and, um, I don't know if it ever really helped anyone. But, I don't think you know, it makes for a good joke today. It so, does. It does. Okay. So, um, so father God, we come to you now in the precious name of Jesus and Lord, I believe the word that you gave me prophetically that powerful night, that word that you gave to Jeannie and I that night about the subtlety, the subtlety, the subtlety of pride. Lord, I believe it's so that we could have a place today that we could talk about your heart, that we could share your heart, that we could share the importance of us setting our heart and our mind upon you, not just upon ourselves. It doesn't mean that we don't take care of ourselves. It doesn't mean we don't ask you of things that we desire or petition you for things that we need. It just means that we put the first the things of God, the heart and the mind we put up on you. We seek first the kingdom of God and that righteous relationship with you. It doesn't mean we can't seek second, third, and fourth of things for our lives. We should pray and believe you for things, but you're first, you're first. So father, I'm asking you in the precious name of Jesus to let this be instilled into the heart of the hearers, that their hearts and their minds would be in line with this powerful word right now, that you are first Matthew 6, 33, that you are first, you're first and foremost in our life, that we set our heart, that we consecrate, that we want to be like you and Jesus there in John 1, 1, that we will be with you. The word was with God, that we would be with you, that we would consecrate unto you, that we would chase you, run after you, find you, fervently pray unto you, and we would find you and walk with you in the fullness of the relationship you've given us. We'll step into the revelation of it. We'll step into the every day of it, that we'll walk in the spirit, not in the flesh, not fulfilling the lust of the flesh, but fulfilling the divine purposes of the spirit. So father, I thank you that those praying today that you begin. Lord, I'm asking you from the place in which I sit to begin to speak to the hearers today and to show them little thinking of pride. Yes. The little subtlety of pride that they could make a choice to lay aside that pride, embrace humility, and begin to draw nearer and dearer unto you in the precious name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we come before you, Father God. We come before you as the ecclesia, the body, Father God. And yes. Lord... We just ask, Lord, we, we, we ask in this season, Father God, that we would be compelled, as Jesus was compelled into the wilderness, we would be compelled mm. towards consecration, Lord. We yeah. would be compelled towards the things of you. We would be compelled into a deeper relationship with you, Father God. We would be compelled into your word, Father God, deeper into your word, into the meat of the word that we can be equipped, Father God, in this season, Lord, to run the leg of this race, Father. And Lord, We just ask in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, that your holiness, Lord, we're calling holiness back, Father God, holiness back to the body, Lord, in Jesus name, Lord, that we would understand holiness and righteousness, Father God, and, 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 and your ways, Father God, your ways, when it says in Genesis, there was evening and then there was morning because darkness goes towards the light. Father, move us. That's your time clock, Lord. Move us towards the light. Move us towards the morning, Father God. 
move us in that direction, Lord, as your people and as a nation, Father God. Realign us, Lord, with your sacred time clock, Lord, with the way you do things, Father God, for your ways are far above our ways, Father. Lord, help us to understand that in this season, Lord. And Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, as an act of our will right now, Lord, we lose all pride from our soul in Jesus' name. Pride and offense and foolishness and rebellion and unforgiveness, Father God, and jealousies, Lord, and hurts, Father, that the enemy has allowed to keep, has we have allowed the enemy to keep pressing on, Lord, in Jesus' name, Father. Let them be loosed right now out of our soul, Father God, and come out in Jesus' name, Lord, that they cannot hinder your work in our lives anymore. And Father, Lord, we just ask, Lord, in Jesus' name, Father, that you would lead us in all wisdom, counsel, might, power, and the reverential fear of the Lord, Father. Help us to understand what that means, to have a reverential fear of you, for the fear of the Lord yes. is the beginning of wisdom, Yes, is the beginning of wisdom, Father. Lord, we need your wisdom. Without your wisdom, we're not going to know what to do with what you give us anyway. So we're asking for that, Father God, humbly, Lord, before your throne, Lord, of that we ask in Jesus' name, the pull of the flesh becomes less in our lives, so you, your will, and your power become more in our lives, Lord. Let us be more spirit-led, Father. Let us make that decision in Jesus' name to be more spirit-led than we ever have before, Father God, for what is ahead in this next year. We will need to be spirit-led, not tugged in every direction in every wind of doctrine, in every trick of the enemy, but spirit-led, Father. Prepare us for that path, Lord, going into 2024, Father. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. That was a nice time of bow tie right there, Amanda. Praise the Lord. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Father, we just thank you. We praise you. We glorify you for your presence the presence of God will always draw our eyes upon him. I'm reminded of Kenneth E. Hagin. He had his very first visitation of the Lord, very first one. He'd spend some time talking face-to-face -face with the Lord. The Lord turned around and was walking away. And as he was walking away, which I shared this at the Healing Revival, <clears throat> uh, as he was walking away, he stopped and turned around and said, and two things, many who I've placed the anointed upon, like you, he called it a prophet and a teacher, many of I've place my anointing upon had be made too much out of money and it caused them to lose the anointing and not fulfill the call. And I'm like, Whoa, okay, well let's don't make too much about money. And then number two, always give me the glory for all the good that takes place. And so that's what we're talking about. So some people like might be like wealthy because they've created a business and they, you know, are super smart and they maybe are killing in the stock market and, and uh, judge yourself, listen, enjoy the blessing, but don't wrap it with pride Yeah, because let me tell you as quickly as things can come, things. That's can why go. you have to be a cheerful giver. This is why you have to give, give, give. You can't outgive God. You will never outgive him. It anoints what you do keep. Yes. That's why it's called a first fruit. When you give a first fruit, when you, the if, what does it say? If the, if the, if the, if the lump be holy, what does it say? What's that scripture? If that portion oh, you give is holy. Oh, wait. Uh, what is the it? The whole lump is holy. Okay. 
So if you if you have this and you give a tithe, it's creating holiness for the entire amount. That 10% represents everything. So there's just something about us, even those of us that are successful in this area or, hey, I'm super smart or I've done this, pride wants to come in and distance you from the Father. It's the plan, the number one plan of the enemy. And it's come against the church so much. So that's why these messages that you're we're bringing yes. today is just going to help more and more people just judge yourself. Yeah, that's a little bit of pride. Let me, but you know what you do. I want to say this one last word. We don't as much, we don't as much, there it is, for if the first fruit is holy, so is the whole lump. Um, we don't spend as much time, we don't spend more time resisting pride as we do embracing humility. See, whenever you want to stop doing something, Amanda, if you keep looking at the thing you want to stop doing, you're just going to keep doing the thing you're looking at. Yeah. You know, an alcoholic wanting to stop drinking. He doesn't walk around with a bottle all day. No, he's got to walk away from it. He's got no, to you walk through. away yeah. and you embrace the thing you want to be like. And yeah. so that's why we set our heart and our mind upon humility. We yeah. chase after humility as we walk away from pride. Amen. So keep that when you do judge Amen. yourself, beautiful family out there, loud mouth prayer family, Ark of Grace family, Grace Out Loud family. When you embrace judging yourself, embrace running after humility in God, not just resisting the pride. Amen. Praise God. Amen, hey. buddy. Praise God. Praise God. Great pictures today of all your beautiful yeah. animals. Toby's a champion. Praise God. Praise God. Toby's doing amazing, honestly. Yes. So, you know, we thank the Lord for that because that was an emergency situation. Yeah. Praise okay. God. The Lord delivered little Toby. God so is thank good. you, Lord, God. for that. Okay, Marty, we're going to see you next week. Yes, see you next week. And then we'll be back afterwards after Reawaken yeah. with Grace Out Loud. Absolutely. See you soon. Thank you. God bless you, Marty. Okay, and that concludes Grace Out Loud for today. So we pray that this ministered to you, that this fed you. It is so important to be fed the word and the meat of the word. So God bless everyone. Keep the faith. Have a wonderful rest of your evening. We will announce when we're coming back on. There are some things we're going to get into uh, that I think... Uh, you're going to find fascinating that I've been praying on and, and I've been I, I've been in scripture and, and reading. And so we're going to get into that. We will announce. So keep the faith armor up according to Ephesians chapter six, Psalm 91. We say it every single day. It takes two to three minutes. The Lord's prayer as well. And Ephesians one and three, those chapters, right? And the believer's authority, those scriptures I speak every single day. Uh, and also, um, Barbara just wanted me to wish everybody happy holidays, happy Hanukkah. Um, she just wanted to bless you. And she had said that to me today, please pray for her. She is, uh, recovering from, um, what's going around right now. And so just pray for her and pray for her mortal body to be quickened and God bless everyone. See you soon. Hello everyone. Amanda Grace here. So as many of you know, Dr. Mark Sherwood and Dr. Michelle Sherwood of the Functional Medical Institute are mine and Chris's doctors. And so I went to Dr. Sherwood with a problem that I was seeing, not only with, with what I was going through, but with what other women were going through concerning their metabolism, concerning energy, concerning their hormones. And so we put our heads together and we are very happy now to finally be able to present to you Rafa for women. Rafa means healer. 
in Hebrew. So it is an ode to the Lord because he is our healer. He put things in the earth that help heal us. And so Rafa is a product that was created for that. It also helps by helping with a healthy metabolism and natural hormones, as well as it helps balance fatigue. It helps with weight gain, night sweats, mood swings, blood sugar issues, and more. It is all natural. And I find more and more people are going into the natural arena in order to find solutions to issues that they're going through. So if you'd like to learn more, you can go to www.arcofgrace.org forward slash ministry dash partners to learn more about Rafa today. God bless. Hey everyone, Amanda Grace here. If you are looking for advice on financial matters, if you think gold and silver might be right for you, go to bh-pm.com today. Andrew Sorcini of Beverly Hills Precious Metals, who has been on Ark of Grace many times and loves to answer our viewer questions, is here with his team to answer all of your gold and silver needs. Whether you want to buy gold and silver, whether you have questions to see if it's right for you, whether you are looking to roll over retirement accounts, go to bh-pm.com today and Andrew and his team will be more than happy to assist you with all of your needs. If you want to support an amazing patriot and be a blessing, go to MyPillow.com today and use promo code ARK, A-R-K, to save up to 66% or more off of all MyPillow products. They have pillows, of course, but they are so much more than pillows. They have sheets. They have slippers. They have bathrobes. They even have dog beds. And a fun fact for all of you, Noble, one of our pigs in our animal sanctuary, has indeed slept on a MyPillow dog bed. So if you want to be a blessing, you can go to MyPillow.com today and use promo code ARC. It is an alternative to big pharma based on quantum physics, over 40 scripture verses written into these patches for everything from blood sugar, anxiety, pain, neuropathy, to immune system boost, dog pain. They are very sincere about um, having alternatives to big pharma. We are a big advocate of natural solutions to help with pain and, and, and blood sugar and a host of other issues. I yeah. tried the pain patches and, yeah. and they worked when I used them. When you connect it to your body, the skin patch changes changes your brainwaves. Sugar, this one is neuropathy. I actually have it on. And we use this on Toby, actually, because Toby's about eight years old. And from being paralyzed years ago and the Lord miraculously healing him, he has a little leftover with his joints and his hips. So we actually give him the doggy pain patches. What was he doing? He was running? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I walked him out and wow he's boom and he got power i said no way and i don't know i said amanda what what did you do to him to <laughs> <laughs> so it's good